Hello, welcome to the first DJ Force X podcast of 2016. We made it, just about. I hope you all had a good Christmas, uh, good New Year's as well. Hope you all stayed safe, had fun, got everything you wanted, gave everything you wanted. Um, and yeah, just had a great time. Um, me, I was back in the UK for a couple of weeks. It was great, kind of a bit too quick. Uh, we just hit the ground running and didn't really stop until we were on the plane back. So um, yeah, it was. we got to see a lot of family though, which was great. And a few of my friends as well, which was also great. Uh, but we'll be back again soon. Don't worry, I won't leave it so long next time. Try not to. Anyway, this podcast, to kick off the new year, I've got a double header for you. First up, I've got Jerry, Justin, and Zemaine from a new band called Jinx. Um, check them out at We Are Jinx on Twitter. Follow their links on there and get some uh, get some of their music. It's good stuff. I've also got David from Berry Tomorrow discussing their new album briefly. It's a very quick interview. It's probably about 10 minutes long, but it'll be on the end of this one. So, yeah, um, a lot to talk about. I'll chat at the end of the podcast about it as well. But uh, here we go. Enjoy. <laughs> show um i have very special guests this week i have jerry justin and zemaine from the band jinx welcome guys what's up hey, how's it hey. Going? how are you doing today hanging good, out good cool cool um well jinx you're a new band but if you don't mind could you give me some background uh let's see we started talking about doing the band the beginning of 2015 mm-hmm my former band broke up, and uh, us and our singer Christian started hanging out uh, a lot. We were good friends for a long time, and we just kind of decided that it was the right time to do something new and just try something different than anything we've been in before. So that's kind of just where we went off. Cool. Listening to your EP, Taker, um, your sound to me mixes some of the elements of the sort of late 90s, early to mid 2000s sound. Uh, with today's kind of metalcore genre. Um, was that a conscious decision when you formed, or was that something that just evolved as you started writing together? Uh, I would say it was a pretty conscious decision. Um, I was like, I was a huge new metal kid. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I had like, I had fucking box braids and all that stupid shit when I was a kid. <laughs> um, it like... I don't know. It was, it was just always it was always a genre of music that stuck out to me when I was an angsty fourteen year old, you know. Mm. And uh, I wanted to take what got me into playing music and apply that to everything I loved about modern metal. That you know, the stuff that kept me into music today. Okay, cool. You know what's interesting though? I wasn't in the band originally, and. Uh, Christian, our vocalist, I, he showed me the first demos of this band, like when you guys are just getting together, and I was like, this kind of sounds like Kill Switch. So from that early like shit, it's definitely like gone in a very different direction. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, um... it, was def- it was definitely a little more. Like, it was a little too metal when I started. And we kind of just reworked the songs from the ground up to just kind of make it make a little more sense into cool. you know, today's sound. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, adding the um, the DJ element, which kind of disappeared for a while, apart from the sort of like bigger bands of that time that are still around, Deftones and Limp Bizkit and things like yeah. that. Um, I was a DJ in a metal band for about ten years, so mm. I, that, that's how I like kind of instantly gravitated to your sound. Sweet. <laughs> as soon awesome. as I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, that's it's getting played on my show, and I'm going to get you guys in for an interview." <laughs> so, <laughs> with the DJ element, was that something you brought in straight away uh, with Zemain? It wasn't right away. No, we had everything kind of written, and we were working with a producer. And when we recorded our first demo, he brought up the idea that adding some of this, you know, more the more DJ aspect to everything would make something yeah. really cool. And that's that's kind of where we we got it from. So we, uh, our drummer uh, and bass player, were really good friends with with Zeman, and they like called him over one day. We actually wrote and recorded all of our demo tracks in my backyard and barbecued like every day while we did it nice <laughs> uh, sounds really cool <laughs> yeah, I, so we, we met over that 
yeah that's just kind of where it, that's where it like culminated from cool cool so um what what influence would you say uh you guys have i would definitely say that our city is definitely a huge influence on us yeah it's 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 a big mixed bag of people and personalities and that's something that we wanted to reflect through our music you know there's there's so much so many different music movements that came out of new york and everything's influential and you know nobody's drawn to one type of music everybody has their tastes yeah so we kind of wanted to add that to our sound cool yeah i was gonna say yeah being from new york there's a few bands that um that came out of there that have been like huge as well as a sort of underground i was i was into the sort of new york hardcore sound for a lot of time a a long while like vision of disorder and bands of that ilk and um yeah and i was just seeing where it where you guys lie where those bands sort of sat with you um obviously like you say it's a mixed bag that of what came out of there but are there any bands in particular that kind of paved the way for you guys uh out of the, from the new york scene i would definitely oh, say that yeah. you know those older bands like like vod and and shit like that was definitely a big influence um there was actually some like more like i mean my favorite hardcore band like new york hardcore band ever is buried alive like they're just they're just something that band did that nobody was doing at the time for me, mm. which is funny because I'm, I'm I think Scott Vogel is one of the most interesting characters in the world. <laughs> but yeah, those those bands definitely had an influence in you know that that early sound because they they were also kind of blending what else was going on. They were very aware, yeah, of everything that was going on musically at the time. You've got an EP out right now. Uh, it's called Taker. Um, it's available, I'm guessing, across all formats, streaming and download and physical. Otherwise. Yes. That correct? Cool. It's a good six song. So um, tell me about Taker. What was the uh, story behind that? I, I think, again, it was just kind of a mixed bag of things. We didn't... I don't think we initially planned it to actually be an EP at first. Okay. Um, We just wrote a bunch of songs and wanted to see what stuck, and we realized that they all had a kind of flow, and everything just kind of went well together. Yeah. Um, Thematically, though, there's kind of like this thing that revealed itself over the course of time that wasn't like a conscious thing but then it became like a common thread of just having this mask you put on for society mm. so we kind of had it be like a figurative and a little literal thing in our imagery as well cool yeah there's there's definitely a big there, there's a big portion of it where you know everybody wakes up every day and they go outside and instead of being themselves they put on this you know facade of what they think is acceptable to present as opposed to, you know, just being themselves and, you know, the whole, that's the whole idea behind us and the masks and the image and what we talk about in our songs. Um, it's really based off of, you know, that's, that's what the, the title track is, is based off of, you know? Yeah. You know, we've, we've gotten asked like why we don't wear masks when we play. And to us, it's just like, that's the only 30 minutes where we're actually, where it's acceptable for us to be ourselves. Yeah. Also it'd be uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, it is. They they smell pretty shitty when you're sweating them. They do. They do. Yes, Um, I've been there. The first plastic ones we had like cut into our faces too. Oh man, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) How long has the EP been out? Shit. uh, (laughs) I think we put it out in September. Yeah, was it October? October. Yeah, it was October. October. Oh yeah, on your birthday. It came out on my birthday. What the fuck? So it's been it's been out since October. So how, how's it done for you? How's it um, raised your profile and things like that? Is it is it helped you? Yeah, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Considering that, like, this is our very first thing, and like we had like literally nothing before. I'm overwhelmed by the reception. Yeah. It's nice. it's been it's been pretty warm and welcoming. Uh, we've we've been afforded a lot of opportunities due to the ep i mean we got to play some pretty high profile events you know right out the door so it's nice. been pretty awesome that's pretty cool and was it self-released or yeah, you want to absolutely list? yeah all self-released cool so i'm um, going going forward are you are you planning an album now are you just gonna ride the ep for a bit longer or have uh, you got other plans we're, we're writing right now we're not 100 percent sure we want to do an album yet uh okay. we're gonna probably do a couple singles cool um, yeah, something we were talking about was actually focusing on singles more than albums yeah yeah it, like considering that's how like kind of how people listen to music now anyway it makes yeah. sense yeah no there's been uh, there's been a few artists i've spoken to and a lot of them are more savvy towards that that particular mindset uh yeah. as much as like w- with like say f- this instance on my part it's a podcast and i try and release them as regularly as possible yeah and i always yeah. say with your content now 
if as long as you keep it regular, people more and more people will start listening or start contributing or whatever you're doing. Yeah, that's, and I'm fine. That's, that's, like you say, with these singles, with the music, I feel there's a there's a few artists that I've spoken to, and I've seen it with a few others as well, where they're releasing songs every month or two, two months, you know, mm-hmm. on a cycle. And then uh, one in particular was doing two every three months with a bunch of remixes, so kind of making it, you know, a purchase on itself. And then at the end of that 12 months, released an album with those eight tracks and then I think four others that they made. Mm-hmm. So it gives them, the, obviously, people incentive to buy that album for the same price kind of thing. So Yeah. And I think just like today, like you say, the way that people consume the music, you just got to keep that output um regular i guess yeah and um but yeah no, that's a good plan i mean like uh, uh, it's working for these people i've spoken to so you know go with it because albums these days it's it's very difficult to get into an album i find oh yeah um whereas yeah. before a lot of the albums you know i wouldn't say before download because even after downloading music i still listen to albums but because they're making things for people with shorter attention spans there's no depth to these albums yeah i i think a big a big issue with a lot of a lot of newer artists is that they find something that works for them and they just recycle that over and over again yeah you know so you can you can listen to about you know three or four songs in the album and you get the gist of it you know what i mean it's just like it's like a collection of like four or five bangers and then you know the rest of it's just pure filler yeah yeah exactly that and they'll just release those other ones as singles and they'll sell as well as like I mean, at the moment in like in the UK where I'm from, I actually live in Florida, but in the UK where I'm from, at the moment, I think Justin Bieber has the top three songs in the singles chart. I mean that that fucking album is magical. Oh, is it? I've heard it's actually good. <laughs> it's actually it's actually really good. Like from a producer stands like from a producer standpoint, like the song is the the songs are really well made. Yeah, oh, okay, I think I think that album was the smartest thing he could have fucking did. Uh, Fair enough. It, I've I've not I've not listened to it. I just saw I just see the charts, and I'm like, three songs of them, the same artist in the top three kind of yeah, thing. So. I would I would honestly suggest listening to it. It's really fucking good. All right, I'll I'll line it up on Apple Music and see <laughs> if I can uh, see if I can sit through it. <laughs> it's it's not it's not like that shitty like weird bubblegum Justin Bieber that everybody's used to. It's, okay. it's definitely a lot more mature. All right, cool. Well, I will check it out. You know. I see, I see what it does to me. <laughs> jinx, jinx the believers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and that's how we, I'm going to title the podcast. So, <laughs> can we, can we put out like purple T-shirts with, with Justin's face on it. <laughs> Wait, are Justin? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> can we put? Can we just get Justin to wear a Justin Bieber mask? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, back onto your. Um, ep the take a track the the video for it um again you're, you're talking about your masks and everything how people uh put on masks to perceive something different about themselves w- was that was that the story behind the video was that its main um focus yeah it was kind of more of like a subconscious kind of thing like like it was more like a like it, to me like the idea was to be like a dream sequence kind of like he woke up and He's not actually waking up. He's in his own mind. Yeah. And we're pretty much, you know, the the whole concept behind the TV is he's watching us telling him how much of a fake piece of shit he is. I don't know. We all have, we all lead pretty non-conventional lives. Every member of the band, like we all do weird shit for, for ourselves, you know, (laughs) and get along and, you know, we do it just fine and we're fucking super happy living the lives we're living. And there's so many people who you know, conform to normalcy, quote unquote normalcy, and yeah. they're fucking miserable. And we just pretty much, it, it's just, it's just an insight into like, you know, the whole message and, and what, what we're about as a band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We just, we just want a lot of people to open their eyes. Cool. Much. Cool. So um, what, what, what drives the band? What's your, um, what's your aim for the band at the moment? Like our, our long-term goals? Uh, yeah, well, the plans you've kind of might have made already. What, where would you like to see yourself in the next sort of year and a half, two years? Uh, I'd like to see myself in Europe sometime. Cool. Uh, it's definitely a major goal of ours. Uh, touring is definitely a big, big, big plan for us. Um, mm. Me me and Justin were both in touring bands before this, and it's definitely been something that's ingrained into our lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the hardest things to give up. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said before, I was in a band for 
good 10, 10 years and we were touring UK and Europe across all there. And then uh, when it came for it to stop, um, it was one of the hardest things. First couple of months were fine, I found, because you're kind of resting. Yeah. And then because it is ingrained, after that sort of two months, I, you start getting itchy feet and you start wanting to go out and travel. You start wanting to go out and play shows and all that kind of stuff. And that's like, it's like a really bad detox. Yeah, it's you know? terrible. Yeah. After, uh, enough, after, after my last band broke up, uh, I used to have to sleep with like a fan resting against my bed so that it felt like I was sleeping inside of a van. Yeah. <laughs> but I, no, I, t- I totally get it. It's, it's, it, you do have that from, you know, just having, yeah, sleeping in a van, sleeping in a tour bus, sleeping in a, you know, hotel room every other night kind of thing. Uh, whatever level you got to, <laughs> depending on where you, that, that would depend on where you slept. But um, yeah, no, I totally get it. Cause you, you sort of like, at some points I liked waking up in different towns, yeah. you know, um, like you fall asleep after a show one night and the next night you're 150 miles away yeah. in another city or another yeah. town. And then just sort of being in one place all the time, kind of, I don't know, it, it really got to me. Um, but I've, I've since kind of gotten over it cause I kind of joined a band part time after my main band went down mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that kind of kept my kept me in check almost because we played a few shows here and there. It was mainly on like weekends and stuff, you know, in between day jobs and all that kind of rubbish. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've since, I think I've almost gotten over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I moved to Florida, so that's kind of a big jump and that kind of... I would, I would say. But then I started my radio show, um, which was pretty cool. So, and I've got this podcast as well, so I get to speak to guys like you about music, which... Which is cool because that's something I miss as well is like speaking with other bands and you know sharing stories and things like that. So, yeah. so yeah. you're helping me and I'm helping you. So. Yeah, this, this rules. <laughs> it's a pretty good symbiotic relationship. It's good. It does. It keeps me on like, and I've I've managed to meet some of the people I never actually got to meet before, which is kind of cool. So just like Andrew WK and stuff like that. I've always wanted to kind of meet him. So. He's a man. He was. He was. We actually great. just played at his venue. Yeah. We did. Oh really? Yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> funny he actually follows my girlfriend on instagram oh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> no he was cool i got to meet him in the local venue in tampa he was touring with his band so doing his pizza party thing so it's kind of cool and i got some time to interview him which was really cool so what what venue in tampa uh it's called state theater okay i've, I've never heard of that place yeah it's in uh it's actually in saint petersburg oh okay which is it's part of tampa but it's not at the same time uh, I was yeah. a Neptune Lounge out there once, and the owner decided to, like, not open the doors. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. actually the first night of tour, too, and there was this band uh, from Australia Yeah, uh, who was out there, and they were just like, nah, we're not going to open the doors. So we, we played, like, a free show to, in, in a bar, like, down the block. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. I've not heard of that place. So it must have closed. <laughs> yeah. That That's one of my favorite things. Like when a show like doesn't happen, but then the locals like make it work. Yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Cause that, that shows like, you know, a passion for music and yeah. the willingness to help, you know, or, you know, get, get something from it. Cause you, you've traveled all this way. Yeah. It's, it's definitely rough, you know, on, on, on lower level touring bands. Mm. Um, and you know, the older you get, the smarter you get when it comes to planning out things like tours. Yeah. Uh, which is why we haven't hit the road yet. We just, we want to make sure, you know, all of our, like, you know, uh, fuck. Uh, it's not like, like you're about like, to say we're smart. <laughs> what? No, it's like, you know, the smarter you are, the easier it gets. And so yeah, that's yeah. why we haven't done <laughs> And then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm apparently not too smart. I can't do sentences. <laughs> don't let me book tours for us <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i know what you mean you know as you get older and wiser to the to the various promoters out there it's yeah. um it does make it easy because you kind of know where to look who to ask about certain venues yeah you know because there are quite a lot of here in tampa um part of downtown tampa and ebor city there's there's about four or five venues that are frequented by metal acts you know um and then there's also a bunch in St. Petersburg as well. Um, but yeah, it's sort of knowing which one's going to book who, where particular bands go down better, you know, you see who's played there, things like that. And that that's yeah. how I used to plan out stuff as well. Cause I used to book for my band 
um because we kind of self-managed and um yeah you sort of get you, you try out a few venues first timers and if they're any good you go back and yeah. if you have any issues then they go in you know the issues go down somewhere and if that continues then they go down in your little black bookers with a red line through them and then you pass that on to other bands if they ask about it so yeah there are steeple people out there that'll little mess you around but hopefully you can uh get enough knowledge not to uh not to approach those people so yeah, and having a promoter not opening the door for you at a venue i mean that's you know what was there any did the guy give a reason for that or was it just no he literally was just like he's like i don't i don't think the show is gonna do well so i'm not opening doors oh yeah and he didn't feel to tell you that beforehand uh no we found <laughs> out as soon as we pulled up to the venue oh uh and there was like five bands outside and there was a good i would say about 40 or 50 kids at the door already and this was just at load-in okay so it wasn't it wasn't bad it was it was just a little wild because like neither band that was on that like that was on the package and played florida before that okay so it, it, it was it was interesting what bands would you love to play with you know if if, if you had your pick of a band to support or yeah. take on tour with you who would it be um cradle of filth no, oh, nice. <laughs> no, no, um, Random, but nice. <laughs> uh, realistically, uh, I, I'd like to hit the road with a lot of you know s- similar like-minded bands, but I'd also really, I'd, I'd really like to hit the road with more like kind of polar opposite bands from us, just so you know when 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 bands that sound similar tour together, you're only bringing one niche crowd yeah. to a venue. So like, I, I definitely think because we have such a vast influence uh, musically. And, we do flirt with other, you know, genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something in it for everyone. Yeah. So, like, like the last, the last show we played, we played with like Aiden, and we actually got a really good reception. Um, yeah, I was surprised by a response we got that show. Yeah, and you know that that band is, you know, they're just straight up goth punk, and people were just they were all about it. So it was really cool. So like that, that's definitely a major goal. You know, there's definitely. Bands that I love, that I'm friends with, that I'd love to hit the road with, like like uh, like Sirens and Sailors. Circuit of Suns. Circuit of Suns is a, is a up and coming band that uh, I actually used to share a, share a band with, um, and we really want to hit the road with them because they're they're very like minded with like the whole genre blending thing. Yeah. Sirens and Sailors too, like um, I, yeah, they were like so my favorite guys to be on the road with. They're so yeah. much fun. Cool. I've actually I played football with them in a parking lot in ohio uh but not with a football we played it with a dildo <laughs> uh, and, and ever since then we just kind of stood really good friends that's how we met yeah that, that'll form any that'll form a lot of relationships that will yeah. <laughs> so if, if any anybody listening to this if you want to make friends with somebody just chuck a dildo at them and tell them to go along <laughs> see what you did there <laughs> Oh wow! I didn't even see what yeah. they did there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's my band though. I want to tour with is fucking Durin Gray. Absolutely. Cool. And I feel like that'll be such like, a good like mix for us too. Yeah. For that band. I yeah. just think you're being biased because you're Asian. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's why I want to tour with Baby Metal too. <laughs> oh, Dude, man. I would kill the tour at Baby Metal. That would be the shit. Oh. <laughs> They're coming on tour soon. Definitely going to be there. Yeah. yeah. We see how we can get on the opening slot. Yeah, I don't know if you checked out a band called Crossfaith. Yes. Yeah, okay. Great. I actually played, I played Warp Tour with them a couple years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, That band fucking rules. Mm. They yeah. were really sick. Yeah, I've um, I've seen them a couple of times, and uh, they, were, they were just fantastic. Just like, again, that genre blending of like electronic yeah. and the metal kind of thing. So, um, And they, they often get played on my show as well, so just Dude. as a band that I, I dig. And, uh, I had no idea who they were. Uh, before I saw them, and I watched their set, and my mind was just blown. Like, it was so different for, you know, the time. Like, I mean, there was other bands doing the whole, like, electronic thing, but they were just, they were so tight, and yeah. they were animated and dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I've sort of come across a lot of bands that have that sound as well. A few, as um, was it Icy Stars and uh, Palisades? Yeah. Yeah, those, those, are, those are other bands that Let's I would child. not mind ever, you know, mm. hitting the road with at some point so um if i don't know if all three of you are there or if it's just two of you now i'm not sure what is jerry there? Oh, there he's just being quiet oh, he's just being quiet okay cool I was just... that's, that's kind of his thing 
Uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you each want to pick uh, three albums that made you the musician that you are today. Wow. Uh, it's a tough question. It but, is. Sorry. There's uh, a lot of considerations. Like, you have to think there's a lot of bands people come up listening to that they stop listening to when they're older, but then at the same time, they wouldn't have wound up where they are if that weren't for those initial formative bands that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give one old, one medium, and one new because I, I really like to, like, I get really inspired by newer artists. To be honest, like they keep me fresh. So, yeah, no guy for it. Um, definitely number one album for me that that made me who I am today is Corn's self-titled album. Cool. Um, I would say middle-aged life isn't isn't that far away from that, but <laughs> Slipknot's Iowa is definitely something that pushed me to to open my mind and just try to get into, you know, like, heavier shit. Yeah. And I would say newer album that, that definitely keeps me going. Uh, I would have to say Periphery is uh, self-titled. Good band, that one. They're amazing. Mm. Should I go next? Yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Uh, for me, old would probably be, would be, like, System of the Down Toxicity. Cool. That, and then newer would be... Skrillex, Scary Monsters, Nice Sprites. Because mm-hmm. that's what really got me into, like, because I was originally producing, like, dubstep and stuff. Yep. Pretty sure you're familiar with that since you're from the UK. I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I started producing dubstep and I slowly moved into, like, more hip-hop, trap-styled music. Mm-hmm. I still I still have a lot of dubstep influence in my music, so... And then probably also uh, The Chronic. I just have to be, <laughs> be cliche. That's a good choice. That's <laughs> yeah. a choice, though. I, yeah. Dr. Dre, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was never a big hip-hop guy, but I always loved his stuff just because I love the sound of the synths he uses. Like, that kind of shit gets me. <laughs> the Moog? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, shaky fucking tone. Love that. Nice. How about you, Justin? Yeah. See, for me, like, albums, like, early on is kind of du- kind of rough because, like, the first, like, ten or so years of my life, I listened to nothing but video game music. Like, I would fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like leave the game and just listen to it. Yeah. But the first like album album or the first artist rather that um that got me like listening to I guess what people would call like real music would be Green Day actually. Okay. Yeah, like that's what got me started. My friend brought over Dookie and that was it and I started actually listening to like cassettes and shit. Cool. Um after that, I guess what kind of I guess it's like another like kind of like a generic answer, but what kind of started me listening to heavier music was um, the Slipknot self-titled, cool. and then uh, more recent. Even though it's not even that, re- it feels recent, but it ain't. Would be uh, "Withering to Death" by Darren Gray, which I actually hated when it first came out, and then I saw them live on their first tour in the U.S. And then like it, the the fucking energy of that show just sold me on the album so much, and they just became my favorite band to see live. Nice, and had so much influence on the way I approach writing. Uh, let's go back to your game music. <laughs> yeah. What, what was what was your favorite video game music? Definitely Mega Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the NES Mega Man games, and even like the Mega Man X ones. That has like they're so metal, and they have like those fucking. They have those catchy lead melodies, but then if you listen to it, there's like these really complicated bass lines that you don't really get in like that kind of music usually. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like eight bit Iron Maiden. <laughs> nice, basically. <laughs> nice. I used to love that, um, Streets of Rage soundtrack. Oh my yeah. god, yes, that's yes. one of the best soundtracks. I just like 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 you. I just left the game on and let the music play. And with the with the Genesis, it had like an air headphone out, so I'd put it through my stereo. So <laughs> that's sick. It was great. That and um, the other ones used to outrun. There's another outrun. one. Uh, drive Sega's driving game. Um, I know some of the Sonics were pretty good as well. I know this all seems to be Sega centric, but oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, some of the Sonic games had some pretty good good tunes on there. So I was very much into my sort of like retro gaming. So and that combined with my music, my love for music, kind of yeah. When you said that. I kind of figured, like, where you wound up musically that you that might have, like, uh, stuck out to you, the game music. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's one of, it's, yeah, it's one of the things I grew up playing a lot of video games and, um, ended up collecting a lot of old systems. And then when I moved here, I had to sell them all. But 
I know that sucks, but half of them wouldn't have worked here. So, um, oh, that's right, because you got the different plugs in uh, PAL, right? Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that managed to work here was actually no. So the the modern systems worked here because my three sixties PAL, my PS 3s PAL, and my Wii's PAL as well. But I just changed the power supplies on them. And they okay. work fine. So, but the older systems, I'd need like converters and all that kind of crap. And I, but one day I intend to rebuild my my collection. <laughs> There's actually a. I have a cousin who lives out your way. He's a he's a vintage game collector, and he finds a lot of stuff at like fucking like yard sales and shit. Like he is the craziest collector. He's like eight fucking NES systems just kind of lying around. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I could do with one yeah. of those. <laughs> I actually went through a phase where, like, for, like, three months straight, I tried to create an alter ego where I just create, create like, chiptune music. Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I never I never felt like releasing it because it was just, like, a phase, you know? Like, you just wanted to try something new, and then after a while, you're like, uh, uh this isn't really me. And you just never release it. That's cool. On to our, I mean, this goes into our next, my next question. Uh, what are your hobbies away from music? I'm taking it video games might be a... Definitely, definitely. Probably one of that one. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Uh, that's it's really it. Honestly, I, I literally my entire life. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a barber as well, but I do it more for a hobby right now. It's okay. not something I take seriously. Um, but definitely video games. Like, I think that's all I do outside of play music and work. I mean, I run a recording studio, but that's music, so it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything I do is based around music. Even like, cause I'm like where I make most of my money is club promoting. Cause yep. I'm a DJ. Yeah. So, other than that, like, I'm either promoting clubs or making music, producing, either producing for, for a rapper or the, the band, obviously, or producing for myself as their main, releasing, uh, you know, uh, solo tracks or collab tracks with cool. other artists. Check out his fire mixtape. <laughs> yeah, check out my mixtape. <laughs> it's, it's Fuego. Fuego. Cool. What about you, Justin? What do you do as a hobby besides masturbate? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I watch a shitload of wrestling. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. Are you a network subscriber? Yes. Um, I subscribe to both the WWE Network and the New Japan uh, New Japan World. Oh, nice. I'm actually stoked that WWE just signed like a bunch of like high-profile uh, Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do. I hope they don't get wasted, but you never know. Yeah, I think they're trying to get that uh, a lot more demographic into their um, into their lineup because I know they've yeah. recently got more Hispanics in there because they didn't have any for a while. That's what they got. Was it Del Rio oh. back and Kalisto's yep. now the US champion and everything? So yeah, cool. yeah, Kalisto is fucking amazing too. Like I'm so happy that they're giving him a singles run. Yeah, yeah um, like, even, like even before, like he was doing amazing shit over in um PWG in California. Mm. One sequence with Rich Swan where like they're just like exchanging flips and counter moves and what it's like watching like a martial arts movie in front of you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy watching him on the on the shows and stuff. And um, I think SmackDown's coming to town in the next I think next week. I think. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys are getting the Royal Rumble down there. Yeah, we got it's in Orlando. I didn't realize that until I watched Raw the other night, and they said it was going to be in Orlando, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Shit, I could have got a ticket." That's my favorite one too. Yeah, it's a good one. I enjoy that one. But yeah, no, I'm hoping to catch a couple of shows this year, and I, I subscribe to the network as well. So it was good going nice. back once they released it, going back and watching all the old old pay per views that uh, I used to watch when I was a lot younger that I hadn't seen since. So it was still good. So. <laughs> Nice. Cool. So um, we're going to wrap things up now, if that's all right. Um, basically, I'm just going to is where can people reach you? What social media links, websites, things like that? You can reach us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash wearejinx. Cool. Um, you can reach us on Instagram uh, at wearejinx. Twitter is the same at wearejinx. Cool. Our email is wearejinx1 at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, and you could add any of our personal profiles. Um, we're all pretty open to talking to anybody. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Well, um, Jerry, Justin, Zemaine, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, it's been yeah. a pleasure to speak to you guys. And you. Um, good luck with 2016. Uh, we Thanks. just started it. So um, you've got a good sound, and I hope it carries you. Uh, I'm going to continue playing you on my show. Thank you for joining yeah. me. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Thank cool. It's a good time. Thank Have you. a good Thank rest you. of your day, guys. You too. You too. Thank you. you too. Bye-bye. Bye. 
I'd like to welcome to this episode of the DJ Force X podcast, Daniel from Bury Tomorrow. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you very much. Okay, so I haven't got much time with you today, but so we're just going to go straight into it. Um, can you tell me about the uh, new album, Earthbound? So, yeah, um, I think it's the the uh, conscious effort to be able to emulate what we do live, and I think we're constantly trying to thrive, uh, strive, sorry, to get that, you know, and, and to get fans to have the feeling that we have when we play live or when they, you know, when they come and see us live, you know, and I think we've really, really tried that with this album to make it no frills, there's no intros or outros, interludes, there's nothing, you know, it is a metal track, it's like as close to seeing Very Tomorrow Live as it as ever has been, so yeah. Cool, cool, um, so yeah, tell me about the uh, the new single um, from the album uh, called Last Light. Yeah, I think Last Light really... Um, I suppose it's the most archetypal Berry Tomorrow song. I think it um, shows us off to the best of our ability when it comes to um, the uh, the heavier side, the more metal side, uh, coupled with melody, you know. And I think um, it shows the blend, you know. There's a lot of parts of it where me and Jace, um, our guitarist, are, are doing vocals together, which is something that is it's quite hard to pull off. Um, we've, we've done it on a um, few of our older albums, but it's quite hard to pull off, um, not making it sound very juxta- you know, juxtaposition kind of style of thing, but it, you know, it worked really well. And yeah, I think um, it's quite commercial. I think that's as commercial as Barry Tomorrow will really go anymore. I think um, for us that we are a metal band, we stay true to, the, to that. And we, we don't want to be one of the bands that is changing their style, you know, because I think we've been a band long enough to warrant being able to have our standpoint on metalcore. And that's what we are. Nice, nice. Um, so you managed to get Jamie Jaster of Hatebreed to guest on the song 301. How did that come about? So yeah, um, Jamie, Jamie interviewed me um, for his podcast, um, The Jaster Show, and uh, that was when we were playing a festival and he, he hit me up and asked if I'd like to go and be interviewed by him, uh, which obviously I said yes within about 30 seconds of being asked. Um, and I went to his bus, uh, Hatebreed's bus, and he interviewed me on, on the bus, which was a really cool experience for me. I've always been a fan of Hatebreed. I've been a fan of Jamie himself as well with his uh, other projects. And um, yeah, it was really cool. It was talking about the uh, music industry now versus the music industry um, when he started, you know, and my feelings towards um, various aspects, whether it's meeting greets, um, you know, uh, downloading and all, you know, all the aspects. So we had a really good chat and it was, it was nice to see he had the thing, his finger on the pulse when it comes to modern metal, which is something that, you know, you'd almost prejudge someone like Jamie for because he doesn't have to, you know, he's been in a prestigious band, you know, and, and people like him, Corey Taylor, they, they really make a effort to to be very current when it comes to knowing new bands and putting new bands on say their tours and stuff so yeah i went away from the meeting thinking nothing else of it um and i wrote we wrote the track uh, 301 which is about internet trolls uh it's about people that prejudge bands before they've even really listened to the song um and you know we we're on a very heavy label like that's it is the way it is we we made a conscious decision to be on nuclear blast and and they made a conscious decision to have us uh have us with them and you know it's a bit of a risk on both parts you know and, and nuclear blast has got a very heavy fan base um, and for them to put out a band like ours which is you know deviates from the metal side to the heavy, to the lighter side you know, it's a risk for both parts you know and it has opened us up i suppose to to view the internet in in that kind of way and, I, and as we go on youtube spotify all these things are used a lot more and for I wrote this song, which is basically about when you used to put out a video on YouTube, they used to cap it at 301 plus, which was, um, which was obviously to stop viral things that they didn't want. And, and I wrote a song about the people that first got on your video are going to be the people that they hated the most. So I, as I was writing it, I kind of, I kind of had a thought that maybe I should put on this track, our guest vocalist would be the first guest vocal spot we've ever done. And most people would expect singing. So I was like, well, we've got to have someone really heavy on, you know, and I thought, you know, Jamie, being nuclear blast now and um, being uh, being an awesome dude and understanding what I was saying about that that kind of music, uh, that kind of side of the industry is that I wanted him to be on it. And I hit him up. I tweeted him. We, we follow each other on Twitter. I tweeted him of all things, things Jamie getting in contact with Jamie Jaster on Twitter. And he, uh, and he, yeah, he said he was really into the, the vibe of the song and told me to send it to him. Within 10 minutes, the guy, well, 10, 10 to 40 minutes, let's put it that way, he sent the track back with his vocals on it, um, which was unreal. Like, you know, to have, to actually hear that, that moment, you know, and hear that moment where Jamie is singing. Because the only thing, I didn't send him any lyrics, he did his own lyrics, because I wasn't going to send Hey Breed's lead singer any lyrics because it's Jamie. Um, all I asked him to do was catch line it out with the 301, tell me where you came from, and 
to hear him even sing those words, which were my words, to be honest, is one of the best best moments of my career, I would say. So yeah, Jamie's on three hundred one and six. That's freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> so um, you're going out on tour in February uh, with Parkway Drive and Thy Art Is Murder. Um, how excited are you for that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really um really excited to get on the road uh, with Parkway and Thy Art. You know, they're they're two big bands in their own right. You know, Parkway is one of those bands that's kind of strange that we haven't toured with. You know, it's it's one of those um, weird pockets of music where you get kind of get lost and and yeah, you should be touring together, but you don't. You know, and you're both doing your own things. It never works out. And and for for us, you know, that band influenced us when it comes to music breakdowns. You know, that kind of like modern day feel, but a real band. You know, and also their outlook. They're a very positive band. You know, they love what they do. It's very clear when you watch them as live shows. When you watch them in their two DVDs that they have, is that they love what they do. You know, and and that is an outlook that I think every band should should be in it it's so focused around money these days and it's so focused about is this you know am i going to make a lot of money here or is this really important or you know and, and you should just be enjoying the experience you know if you can't do it anymore don't do it you know and that's and that's kind of parkway's outlook and so yeah i mean couple that with thy art who are a great great band they're a, you know testament to new music a testament to the fact that they are a death metal band that are getting almost mainstream publicity you know everyone talks about them people like jeremy mckinnon from uh days to remember you know playing them on the radio and stuff like that it's just outrageous so they're a great band we've had the pleasure of playing with them a few times and then add that to the fact that it's the biggest shows we've ever played brixton academy is a dream come true for our band to play but yeah i think we're ready i think it's about time we we show people that we can be head support you know and it is a privilege to be able to go to brixton and be a head support straight away and not go through the motions of being first on second on third on we're going there with you know a fan base an army of people that like our band and, and that we can maybe introduce to parkway maybe introduce to die and that's why we're on the bill we're on their bill to to draw people and that's that's what hopefully we're doing nice nice um so uh one of the final questions uh what are your future touring plans after this parkway drive tour so uh yeah we we finished parkway and we head out on the empiricon tour basically and which is great, you know, it's Hatebreed. So we've, we talked a lot about Hatebreed and it's great that we, we get to go on the road and uh, get to talk to Jasser about, you know, all these things and we can continue, the, you know, hopefully a friendship from that from that way forward. And there's some great bands on that bill, you know, Bless the Four, North Lane, all those kind of bands. And, you're, and they, it really shows, which is great. You know, I think a lot of the time, um, sometimes they can get a bit stagnant bills like that, you know, touring bills is that, they can either be the old school or they can be new bands. And I think the great thing about Pericon is that they try to put a lot of effort into having the old school fans come out coupled with, you know, bands like North Lane. And I know they're not new bands, but, you know, they've got a younger crowd. And, it, and the same as us, you know, we've kind of got a mix of both these days. So we go and do that, yeah. And then as scary as it sounds, we're into festival season, which which is mind-blowing, you know. And we we'll continue to ride off the back of uh, off Earthbound and hopefully um, get to some place that we have either touched on last year you know places like russia australia japan or play some new places you know places like south america and get back over to the states we haven't been there for five years so it'd be brilliant to be able to get get back out there and do some things but you know which going to just it's going to be a touring year and i think it's gearing up for the year after that being an even bigger touring year so yeah we're just it's almost like a snow it's like an avalanche right now and it's just about to kind of explode on january 29th cool man well thank you for your time and uh, good luck with everything and uh, have a good rest of your day cheers So there we have it thank you to david from bury tomorrow uh also thank you to jerry justin and zamaine from jinx uh go check out jinx online you go check them out on facebook we are jinx uh check them on twitter at we are jinx but go find their ep taker uh on your streaming service if you use one spotify apple music all that kind of jazz uh or even check them out go buy them on itunes amazon check out their website do all that kind of stuff uh, it's a good EP. It's good, 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 solid six tracks. And yeah, uh, the new Berry Tomorrow album. Uh, go pick that up as well. Uh, it's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a solid album as well. So yeah. Um, over the holidays, um, I just want to touch on this. I won't dwell on it because obviously it's been all over the news. But we lost some heavyweights in the music world. Um, Natalie Cole, uh, daughter of Nat King Cole, uh, but a performer in her own right. Uh, we lost Lemmy. That was a big one. Uh, Lemmy from the loudest band on earth, Motorhead. Um, a legacy that will live on uh, throughout the ages, I guarantee it. He, he left such a footprint in the musical world 
that uh, it's hard to ignore. And another huge hitter for for the ages, uh, David Bowie, uh, who passed away last week uh, through cancer. Um, same as Lemmy, cancer as well. But David Bowie, 51 years in music, 26 albums, over 100 singles. Um, not only music, though, he was he was in films. Uh, a lot of people will know the, uh, from the film Labyrinth, he was a Goblin King. Um, but he will live on forever um, and he will never be forgotten. And also today, as I'm recording this, uh, we had some tragic news this morning that the actor Alan Rickman had passed. Uh, a fantastic actor in many films, Harry Potter, Die Hard, uh, Galaxy Quest, uh, Dogma, to name but a few films that he's been in uh, that I have seen. And he was great in all of them. Uh, he's a fantastic character actor. Um, and yeah, it'll be sorely missed. But again, a legacy that will live on uh, through 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 the ages. Um, his art form will be appreciated. So yeah, um, obviously a tough start to the year on that front. But you know, it is a new year. So you've got you've to move on. You've got to carry on. You've got to do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. And, uh, you know, live your life the way you want to because tomorrows are never guaranteed. And uh, that's how 2016 is going to be for me. I'm just going to be more more open, you know, more. There's going to be more podcasts. You'll hear that. There's going to be more radio shows. You'll hear that. Um, you know when it's on Total Rock Tuesdays, 11 p.m. GMT and on the mix.fm on Saturdays at 11 East Coast time. Uh, both available via the TuneIn Radio app or via their respective websites. But if you check out djforcex.com, all the information you need is there. Uh, do that. I've got an on-demand bit as well where you can listen again to my radio show. And obviously you can download this anytime off iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that. But there's going to be some big changes happening this year. Uh, I've already got the ball rolling on a couple of them. So again, stay tuned. Um, stay healthy. Have fun. And until next time, this is DJ Force X, out.